Hello everyone, welcome to Milo Eyes. <laughs> I'm Gary and today I have Edwin and then I thought a lot of people say our voice sounds quite similar. I'm not sure how similar it is, but I thought to invite Edwin to share. Um, it's basically a very impromptu discussion and I didn't really come up with any very detailed questions like I did for, you know, some particular debate or even uh, interviews. So I thought to ask Edwin to, to talk about happiness. It's a very interesting topic because I was working on it. Um, last year on my dissertation, inspired by Alan de Botton, uh, Architecture of Happiness. And I thought to invite some young designers, uh, students especially, I think I'm sort of like an outdated. <laughs> Even though I, I was like uh, freshly graduated from part one and I thought um, Edwin is the right person in a way, you know, I, but, but of course uh, later on we can invite different kind of individuals to talk about different kind of things. And then I hope that today's discussion, we will try to stay away from architecture, um, looking architecture from a non-architectural perspective, because we have been dwelling into architecture for too long. Um, I believe uh, Edwin, a few days ago, also uh, a few weeks ago, or even last week, uh, conducted a discussion with Joe Win, and I thought that's a very interesting topic, um, to invite different kind of perspective on looking at art and architecture. There's a certain distinction between these two, because uh, often architecture been said that, you know, architecture is art, but art is not architecture, you know, why, why, why should we separate them, you know? So without further ado, hi Edwin, how are you? Happy New Year. <laughs> hi Gary, Happy New Year. <laughs> I'm it's, good, it's, uh, very good. It's, it's quite guilty to ask you to, to do a podcast on the second day of Chinese New Year. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. I'm also very free, yeah, everything here is like not going as uh, you know, smooth also, MCO yeah. and all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stuck at home, so why not? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I think I think this year the Chinese New Year, the the atmosphere and also the um, the aura or the uh, the environment is so different, isn't it? And and it's mm. and I'm not sure how how does that change for you? Um, the the impact of it. Impact, uh? uh, well, obviously there's going to be like some disappointment that you cannot take a day off, like like a few days off going to Penang and you know, like, uh, because every year I go back to Penang for Chinese New Year and you know, right. the only thing that I look forward to is like, you know, just getting away from stuff and then, you know, makan-makan. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so it's like all that. So yeah, my, from, from, from Penang. Yeah, my, dad, my dad's hometown is at Penang, so we usually always follow my dad to go back to Penang. Mm. We used to always visit our grandmother a uh, uh. long time ago, but we still just continue that tradition to always go back to Penang every year to visit some of our cousins who also goes back. <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, we always go back to Penang, but then this year is like the first time that we actually didn't do anything for Chinese New Year. I didn't even mm. see anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a bit disappointing in that sense, but also at the same time, it's actually, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still quite okay with it because like, uh, there's still a little advantage in not uh, visiting people is that you can actually rest at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, take a, I, I took the time uh, just to rest and just like, uh, because my brother and my sister came back so, so we just like, you know, just uh, spend the time together uh, in a small, in a, as a small gathering la, and then, uh, yeah, just, I just mostly enjoyed my time. I didn't even touch my assignments mm. or anything. <laughs> But, but, but do you, supposed to. Right, right. But do you enjoy this kind of work from home thing where the home and work is barely, you know, separated? Because I, I now look at it from your desk. It's like <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you allows the life, the, 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 you know, 
Or maybe you 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 had your 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 dinner or lunch at your work working desk, you know, on your working desk, or and then somehow this it's very interesting that the role is somehow dwells together, uh, emerge together. There is no such thing saying that this desk only for work kind of thing. Uh, uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's a lot of things that's going on on my table. If you actually can see, right? This is not <laughs> this is not my workstation. This is where my dump, This is my dumping station. <laughs> so I just put everything there while I actually work on this table, like on my main table with my computer in front. So like there's like my book over here, and I have like my iPad at the side here. Mm. <laughs> and I also have like my Wacom over here. So like everything's sort of messy la, on my table right now. So it's like I I, I work very messy. Uh, I, I'm not very clean, I you can say. So I have a lot of things going on around because I always have a lot of things going on in my head. So like mm. I need to like run a lot of things at the same time. If not, I get too bored like, if I do one thing all the way and I'm very bored. But uh, if you ask me if like if uh, if it's better or not, I think it's like, uh, I think I think there's pros and cons, but I feel I I prefer to work like practical kind of stuff. Oh, with because studio. Because mm, for studio, not for early studio, but for anything else, like if you know a lot of my jobs and a lot of things that I do well is that actually when I'm outside there, actually using my physical energy to do something, mm. rather than just staying at home and looking at the computer and do. Because when I do that, right, it's really like very hard to maintain the discipline. Mm, mm. But especially is this for. The- Sorry? Is this the same thing for the last one year because of COVID or before yeah, that you yeah. have been doing this in the UCSI studio as well? No, this is like the after the MCO first started, right? Oh. Then, uh, this is what we did since then. Right. And it was very hard to maintain that, 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 that you know, that, that motivation like, to keep on going. And especially at time before this, I don't have my own room to do my work, right? So I have to do outside. Uh, you know, where the living room where everybody's is at, right? And it's going, it's very distracting now, actually. And it's very hard to keep keep my focus in the assignments and everything. Mm, 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 mm. So, so it's, it's, it's a new thing that you have to adapt because of COVID? Uh, a bit, la, a bit of a new thing. But, right. but I can say like half, half, la, because like back, back in UCSI also, uh, I don't know if I can mention this or not, but then they don't even give us 24 hours to do, so we have to do our work at home. So, so like, well, I mean, yeah. it happens to the, the other university also. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the only uh, bummer about this MCO is the lack of conversation. Like, right. So you can't, you can't bump into your friends. Yeah, you, don't, you can't bump into your friends. You can't bump into the lecturers. You can't bump into anyone that actually you can talk to, especially when you need to generate ideas for design. Yeah. It's yeah. very, when you're doing it alone, right, it's very hard to uh, progress. Uh yeah, that kind of thing. Oh. Uh, but I think that's why that's why we have the Discord as well. So like you know, uh, oh, we have different like, alternatives yeah. that we can slowly adapt to. It didn't take it didn't it was it didn't happen instantly, but it take a while to like people to adapt to different things. Right. So like uh whatever the situation gonna throw to us also, right? It's, it's still gonna be something that we have to adapt to. Though. Right. So are you planning to do more? Like Joeen's one, I believe is the first time you host. And also sort of uh, moderated, isn't it? Right, then, right. But then in the end, uh, I mean, uh, following up with that, are you going to do more? Or it depends. I actually, or don't, it depends. I, I actually don't know because I only did that to help my lecturer. Like my lecturer, ah. yeah, my lecturer needed to have some uh, help. Like she actually asked me first, like uh, if I wanted to help my uh, help the, her students to actually like show them uh, how I did my renderings for my current project. And I was oh. like, okay, no problem. But I was thinking like, oh, if this is an expression that we're going to talk about, right? Then I thought, why not bring someone in from mm. a higher level, you know? Mm. So like, I was thinking of Edmund or Joey, but Edmund already did the talk like with Arif that day. So I He's thought, too okay, famous, yeah, that guy. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, Emma already done before, so then I don't want to invite Emma again, like, because like, he'll be, be doing the same thing again. I think it's not so exciting. La. So like, okay, la, then I asked Joey instead, and Joey was okay with it. Then, okay. Yeah. Then yeah. I, I told, and then after that, it was very impromptu because everything was done in like one or two days before. I mean, like one week, la, one week before. The yeah, the poster happened. was new as well. Yeah, even the poster, I, I didn't do a lecture done, done it. So like, okay, no problem. La. I don't have to do much. <laughs> but the whole, the whole live talk and everything is like very spontaneous. But I only did that whole, uh, Moderation for Joey was actually very uh, uh, impromptu and for the students only. Uh, I don't see myself uh, going to do more talks because that one was under Sabe, like my school. Uh, right. And I don't have my own platform uh, to start anything else. And I, yeah, I don't have any platform for now because we also have our own student society like, in my school, but I'm not really into that right now. So, like, I don't know. I just maybe have to see, though. Because I, I noticed you have been doing some game streaming. So you are planning, are you planning to like create a YouTube platform for, for all this? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be creating a Twitch platform for that. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not sure about YouTube, but I, I did had a plan to actually, uh, I mean like way before the Twitch thing happened, right? I actually had a plan to start off on YouTube. But then I was like thinking, why not just do Twitch? Stuff? Because I'm not, I'm not targeting to be like a what? YouTuber. <laughs> One thing is a YouTuber, but you know the requirement of being a YouTuber or Facebooker that like you need to have a lot, a lot of like and like, you know all these things are like very, very big platform of fans well, and stuff like that. I think, I think if that's your target, then okay lah. I mean, for people who actually you know wanted to operate it like as a as a mm. business kind of thing, yeah. Or else you can just go on live and then you just have some chat with your friend and then yeah, yeah, do some stupid shit. <laughs> mm. but, but but that's not my objective. So that's why I'm like, yeah, now I just do three shows, which is be like a small platform and like anyone to come follow, come follow. Right, and you guys right. want to like you can just chit chat a bit because my friend I have a few friends who are doing uh, Twitch as well and uh yeah I think I'm just I'm just doing it for fun only I'm not really doing it for any business kind of thing because like I don't really I don't really want to commercialize anything yet lah so far like just do something first if things become better then okay maybe I can consider like yeah yeah, yeah. cross yeah. cross cross platform you know yeah. And, and, and I'm really curious because this today's topic is actually about happiness and it's very broad idea and it's just a very broad concept. In fact, there's no absolute answer for that and, mm-hmm. and, and it's very subjective as well. As well. I think um, because you did mention like doing um, game streaming is, is a rather part-time thing in a way. You you do it in a leisure per, uh, basis. You, mm. you know, you, you don't you don't cling or contract to a certain things. Not saying like you have to produce a certain videos for a certain amount of time, right? So you do it for fun. But how do you see? I, I'm, 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 I believe in students, right? It would be great if let's say can they can do a full time and part time thing. So may it be full time as a student, part time as a I don't know waiter or waitress. That's fine. That one is for financial part. You know, wanted to earn some pocket money. But mm. apart from that, the part-time, like doing a hobby, you know, streaming games and then have fun with friends. Um, what do you think in this case, the happiness will be defined in a two-directional and also in a rather busy basis or schedule, you know? So I think, I, I'm not sure because a lot of people definitely doing things mm. apart from assignment. They must yeah, be right. happy doing that certain hobby or certain uh, interest, mm. personal mm. interest. But uh, to develop that personal interest and also integrate into your career, your so-called boring jobs, you know, right. um, 
how do you see that balance of ba- the happiness first? Or, or, or maybe you wanted to define the happiness in, in your personal... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, let me uh, collect my thoughts because uh, I... Okay, I'll just let you know, like, I, I didn't really do game streaming when it was my leisure time. I did a lot of things even back then. I started diploma as well, you know. I actually, like, uh, a lot of time people are doing architecture, but I'm also, like, part-timing. Like, you know, I'm just, like, learning to dance. I'm just learning to... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm also, like, streaming. I'm also doing other things as well. I'm doing a lot of other things back then. Like, uh, I think, I think it's, it really depends. It's very subjective because people, some people, they find happiness in just uh, relaxing and just chilling. Yeah. And some people, they find happiness when they're busy about themselves and you know that they, they keep their schedule and routine packed uh, daily uh, so that they can actually feel proud about their productivity and stuff like that. So some people find happiness in different kind of sense. And um, I don't so know. So your, your, your kind of happiness definitely dwells in the busyness <laughs> one. My happiness is uh, not really busy, but at least I'm doing something like my life. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I uh, okay. So back then, back then I was a bit more active. I I was way more active than what I am right now because I, I always have that mindset. You know, like uh, achievement is happiness. Uh, back then, mm-hmm. uh, when if I could actually achieve something and then that's actually uh, I deserve to be happy like something like that. So I always mm-hmm. like kind of strive for okay a lot of competitions, a lot of activities. So I just join everything. Uh, but as soon as like I hit like intern right one of the years and then after that everything starts to fall apart. Not, not, not in the my sense, not in the personal sense, but in terms of uh, what's going on in school. Not a lot of things happening the way I envisioned it to be. Because I, like, I had like a high expectation of the people over there mm. to actually like maintain the quality of what UCSI students could be in architecture. But as soon as that part fell apart, and then I, I really like uh, start to question myself and, and, and reevaluate like a lot of things I did before. So I wasn't really happy because like a lot of things that uh, like especially some competitions that even though we win right we won but it was not something that I'm proud of because there was a lot of limitation like mm. you know seniors are limiting your creativity like they always think highly of themselves right that kind of things right so I always I started to realize like like I'm doing all this because I, I want to like you know impress people but why should I impress people especially the seniors right I already right. know that they don't they don't share the same quality I've worked so hard to try to bring this to a next level, but then they are just like, you know, shock scenery and just enjoy their own thing and stuff like right. that. Right. So I was like, okay, la, then um, there's not really much point to actually like keep on, uh, uh, what do you call that? Pleasing the other mm. people. Mm. And then at the same time, when you're doing that, you lose a sense of self, you know, like, mm. Mm. Uh, but then not to say it's all bad because I did all this so I can actually realize what is the thing that I really want. Mm. So that after that, my intern time, right, I start to reevaluate everything, everything fell apart. Then I start to quit everything from uh, architecture. I mean, UCSI, like everything, I just quit only. Then I start to think, this is not what I wanted to do. Then I start to find what I already wanted to do. Mm. And, which is, uh, and I guess like my happiness has changed into a bit more of a humble approach. Uh, like I don't really need achievement. I, I just have to enjoy the moment like currently, right. like right, right now. And it doesn't have to be big. It can just be simple, you know, like, why I am right now, I'm not, I, I didn't do much, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> as long as long as it's not too, it's not too, too competitive or not too stagnant as well. Uh, because I, I don't, I don't like being too lazy as well, even though I'm also very lazy, but I don't like doing nothing. But I guess like my next, my next goal is actually doing more of the things that I really want to do uh, for myself. So, which is, which is game streaming and stuff, isn't it? Uh, not really game streaming, but game streaming is a hobby. Uh, right. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, uh, like in terms of productivity, I'm, I'm thinking of making more, uh, what do you call it? Uh, creative mediums like short films and oh, storytelling. Okay. 
Okay, I, okay. I'm really, I'm really looking into like narrative kind of devices. Like, because I really enjoy when I watch movies or play games or anything that's a very have a very good narrative device or right? they tell a very good story. That was that's like one of the only things that excites me. Mm. So like, I really want to have. I really want to do something like that as well. So like, I want to tell a story. I want to like deliver it to people and just like have fun along the short film because I did a short film before, uh, with my with my fellow friends. Uh, yeah. Last time. But I was thinking of uh, this is the time that I wanted to try to direct my own film and bring it to my own direction and see uh, where I can go. Lah. But I didn't really have the time to actually proceed that right now because like, uh, this semester is actually quite busy. Yeah. So I didn't want to like overwork myself. So I just like, okay, let's do the simple things first. While I do my assignments, I just do the simple things. Like, you know, just stream some games, get, get a bit more comfortable about uh, streaming to people. Uh, yeah, just like small steps uh, to actually get to a new kind of thing. But I, I, I'll say that the transition from what I used to do and to, uh, to something new, right, is really tough. Uh, that happened last year, especially during MCO times. Yeah. Um, it was really tough because uh, like, there's a lot of new skills that you have to learn, a lot of things that you don't know how to do. And I had to relearn everything again because I, I, I kind of like stepped out of my comfort zone already because like, I, I, I threw away everything that I knew what to do. I, I mean, I've been doing all this while and started to do my own things. So yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the things that I uh, very, very... Um, unfamiliar with it's kind of like uh very scary like, to be honest like the first time i do it like a bit nervous and you know especially like even now also like hosting moderating mm-hmm. and doing all these things right it's, it's the first time for me also this year and this month and also like a bit nervous when i reach out to it but because i had uh, because i had like some experience beforehand uh like you know when i do my game streaming i do my mc during past events mm-hmm. stuff like that so mm-hmm. it, 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 it's all the small small skills that slowly develops that mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. me more comfortable right now mm-hmm. So even like the new sports I kind of took like, like uh last year, uh underwater hockey. Mm, I was mm. really new to it. Uh even though I swim a lot, but I was very new to the concept of underwater hockey and I, I and I very like kind of pressure also like everyone is like uh pushing, you know, when you do something wrong, especially when you play wrong, right? Then they'll start to tell you and they 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 like some of them will school you and some of them will actually tell you very uh nicely. But it's kind of pressuring because like everyone's uh, everyone's actually relying on you to do good. So it's like uh, I'm jumping into new things uh, mm, 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 and mm. things that I want to do. But uh, the first time it started is still quite it's, it's really scary. But now I'm just slowly getting more comfortable and like uh, slowly getting there. Like, I'm getting more uh, more content about what I'm doing. It's it's very interesting. Just now you mentioned this kind of quality of time versus the happiness. One is your shifting of definition of happiness is like, you know, at one point you prefer to enjoy the process. At one point you prefer the outcome mm. and then at one point vice versa. Um, and then you also mentioned the amount of happiness is growing in a way, the level of comfortable and also your confidence, you know, like as you're doing more and then you will get more confident and um, mm. you'll get happy with it in a way. So you will be happy with the result and also happy with the growth. I think it's a very interesting point that now happiness is no longer subjective, but rather objective. Uh, it, it seems right. to be like an, it's like an, it's like a thing that you can see it grows across the time. So from zero mm. to five is growing bigger, but at the same time, it's also going uphill. So it's a directly proportional kind of thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why I <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess uh, I think I think a lot of people also kind of like overlook the sense of happiness too. I mean, like uh, they always overlook that they always think that happiness are always coming from the outcome. And when you think like that, right, it's very hard for you to get to to be happy about your journey because uh, right now what I said so far is like slow progress towards my goal, right? Um, 
but I'm also happy with it because I, I know I have no pressure and I just like chill, chill, do, and I'm, I'm very chill about it. But some people, they actually really focus on the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't really see their progress. Like they cannot acknowledge their progress. So they, they tend to have like a very stressful kind of lifestyle because they're always thinking about the end goal and they're not thinking about the journey. That's, yeah. that's at least something that Kawa taught me as well. Like, I mean, he told me this as well. <laughs> focus mm. on the journey, not the destination. But uh, I guess like it's also kind of subjective in the sense that, uh, I mean like, it's also kind of situational. So like some people, I mean, some things should be tracked along the way and some things could be tracked by, by outcome. It's very hard to say because it's such a broad spectrum, right? Yeah. But for me, I, I like to take things slow because like, I, I always been rushed. I mean, I always rush a lot of things like when I, when I was younger. So, yeah, when you get to slow down, uh, yeah, when you get to slow down, then you start to actually uh, appreciate a lot, of, a lot more things, you know, uh, a lot more e- uh, details and a lot more in-depth of mm. things that you, mm. you never thought you can appreciate. Like, you know, I appreciate this, this simple pen I'm holding right now. <laughs> no, a lot of <laughs> things. Lah. Because when you always go too fast, right, you tend to forget everything that's happening around yeah, you. And yeah. I guess like, like I kind of uh, had this talk with Clarissa also yeah, two days ago. We were talking about like, how fast the community are always moving, how competitive everyone's trying to uh, uh, prove themselves among each other. Like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can achieve yeah. this, I can achieve that. But people forget like, does it really matter? Like you, you have a family. You just enjoy things that within your family. You don't, you don't really need to, you don't really need to uh, aim far unless, uh, unless you have the capability to do it. Then you can do it. Like, I mean, if you're happy about it, then you can do it. But some, a lot of people, a lot of majorities, they cannot, they don't have the capability. But then they always like, try to push themselves to the edge to get something. But always, always, most of the time, uh, once they get it really right, then you don't really feel happy about it because like, it's not something they want to do it. It's, it's, Mm-hmm. But then, but then, um, it seems to be the competitiveness and also the fast pace, um, seems to drive away the so-called happiness. But then, don't you think also at the same time there is a certain sense in happiness of speed as well? So, when you conquer something, when you compete mm-hmm. something, when you won, when you win something, isn't there is a sense of happiness as well? Isn't it? But. Mm-hmm. I, I I do think there is a certain I think happiness is so tangible, but 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 we we believe <laughs> at that point of time we believe a certain things and then we will we enjoy it, then why not, right? And I mm-hmm. think I think this very very closely associated with uh, the sense of regret. So when I asked my friend, do you regret, you know, I mean of course Edwin, we 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 spoke about private lives, that one we're not going to talk about, you know, the relationship and stuff. We are not right. talking about it. But 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 when you talk about whether you regret or not, or let's say or oh, did you regret like didn't buy this certain painting? Did you regret like <laughs> um you choose <laughs> Pepsi over Coke from this certain point of time? Oh why I chose architecture, right? <laughs> why I chose architecture. <laughs> but 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 I think but but if we're looking at us and then be empathize at the car, at the moment from and you know, um at the self that we situated at that point of time, in fact we are not regret at all because we chose that path instead of mm-hmm. other paths, right? Um, you know, and 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 then regret is a total reverse of mm. happiness in a way. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, there is a certain happiness in regret as well because. You choose to regret is also a form of regret, or or or, or as, uh, is as another form of happiness, isn't it? If you choose to regret, 
Yeah, I mean, you choose to regret because <laughs> you choose to regret because you prefer to regret over dwelling in uh, and also enjoy mm-hmm. that 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 yeah, sort yeah. of suffering. I guess I guess that's one thing that like people regret when uh normally people will regret. I mean, I I feel like if people will regret right, it's, it's for some reason that the current situation of their life right now is a bit uh a bit down lah. That's why they will yeah. regret something that they didn't do in the past. If to lead them to a better better situation like currently. Yeah. But for me, like if you're actually happy that like, right now, right, uh, you wouldn't really regret much of last time, uh, cause okay, like, I mean, I have a bit of regret of not doing certain things and doing certain that stuff, right. But then in the end, also like when you think about it, right, there's a lot of, there's a lot of not only say happiness, but there's a lot of benefit that comes along what you do. Uh, sometimes I question my swimming sports, you know, like why did I seem like four years in teenage life? But then after I think about it, like you know, it it paved way for me to actually teach swimming back and actually earn back something, you know, like yeah. Uh, when you when you actually like uh, when you when you lower your standards a bit more uh, like not to be too particular about your past and everything because like if you always I don't really delve on the past or so lah because like uh things oh, yeah. already happened <laughs> right yeah. things already happened right so just accept it and you know appreciate whatever good things that came out from it lah right uh I I I I do have regrets certain like I didn't really spend enough time with my friends like yeah some of my friends in school you know like I always uh. In a way that I did like kind of look down on my my secondary school a lot because there's not a lot of things that I can do there, so it was yeah. very boring for me. Yeah. But it, I kind of overlooked the sense that actually you can just spend the time with your friends, like you know, uh, those not really. Uh, I mean, like I I spend a lot with my classmates, but then there's like different friends that's in different classes that actually that 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 I actually look forward to actually be friends with them. I mean, like yeah. not not really not be friends, but more closer to them, lah. And you know, do something that I really like, like you know, play music, just like having fun, lah, you know, all that kind of thing. But yeah, I think that's the only regret that I would have, like not being able to connect with more people, right. uh, more fun people, like because but back then also because I wasn't like much of a person who always go out. Yeah. Um, it only happened for me like during four five where I started to go to Frank Town for events and stuff like that. And then I'll start to meet a lot of cool people that kind of like uh connected with within my swimming community as well and all these people, right? So it's like. I'm kind of surprised, like in one sense, and then, and then I feel also like kind of wasted that I couldn't like, uh, forge more bonds like, with people that I would be comfortable with a lot, because my school is very conservative, so like, in one sense, so a lot right. of few few different things, but mostly social like. Right. Hmm. But yeah, I guess like the <laughs> in a general sense, like, I don't think I'll regret a lot of things, because uh, like already happened, so I'm just just enjoying the present, right? And then it's like. Um, I don't really think much about the future as well, cause like there's no point of thinking about the future. I mean, like, not 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 to to us that you don't plan anything, but yeah, 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 I have plans, but I just put it as there, like okay, that's a plan. Oh yeah, okay, just put it here, but I will focus more on the present right now. I think something but, like yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, something but, but, like you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I mean like, something like what 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 Kung Fu Panda the quote the the turtle will give you like, like Master Wu Fei will say, right. The past is uh what for that yeah. The past is the past, is it? I don't know. I forgot. Uh, past is history. The future is a mystery. But then today is the present. Uh, 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 yeah, that kind of thing. That's why it's called a gift. Right. That kind of thing, lah. Right. I think. Mm. I think maybe maybe of course we can't regret like. We can't regret saying that I could be happy, instead of being sad at that point of time. You know, because I regret. I mean, people regret because the current state and the past state doesn't align, so. You mm. let's say you regret oh I didn't get A for my assignment I regret <laughs> it right, 
because at that point of time you're working so hard and then you expect it to be an A and then after that you found out you got a B so that's why you regret and say I could have worked harder you know but 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 it's too bad <laughs> it's, it, you, you can't do that anymore because you regret it because the the, the, the the reward the expectation it doesn't meet your 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 reality in a way right mm-hmm. um, I do agree that regret is because things doesn't align but you 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 can't regret you can't regret because um you can't regret you because not regret right you i mean i mean i mean you you not you not regret you shouldn't regret because uh, that's the that's a choice you made at that point of time yeah yeah you you chose to slap yeah exactly I mean, exactly that's true know. that's true but 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 do you but but there is another realm saying that what if but but you can regret that to lessen the sense of regret you get what I mean? So, you you oh, can't okay. be you you can't be you can't be happy. Okay, that's fine. That's already that's already <laughs> a pass, right? But would you regret that? I could make a change to lessen my sense of regretness. You 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 could make a change. Uh, yeah, you could make a change, but then it's, like, it's all in your mind saying that okay lah, let's that's fine lah. I can't make an A. That's mm. but what about can can I make few? Can I can I? Change my mindset, saying that okay, the B at least is good, ma. I mean, the whole class also didn't. No one got A. Also. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, you mean the change the mindset of happiness? Is it like? Well, the... that's one. That's one, and also, and also, regret is, regret is also there. There are two levels I see. One is the existence of grade A, or grade right. B, but uh-huh. another level is. Um, to change your mindset saying that okay there at least I got the B and then uh, if I, I I shouldn't regret that the effort I made is not enough but rather mm. I I should be regret that I could make my expectation lower so there there is these two mm. things you know because expectation mm. works this way and also reality works this way so if you expect to get an A, Oh, sorry, maybe okay. Maybe you expect to get a B, but you got A. So so main means the expectation is lower than reality. It means you are happier because mm-hmm. you you get something cheaper, you know, or, right. or better, right? Right. But 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 another way is to push your uh, reality is that your expectation is to get B, but in reality mm-hmm. you accidentally did A. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh. Actually, yes, there needs to be a balance in this, uh, because I was saying I, I kind of reminded of something, but then uh yeah, you could you could change a lot of different aspects about uh what you did and what's the achievement, what's the outcome. Uh yeah, or you could actually just like you know, like you say, you know, I have to work harder and then this push someone to actually become better. Uh this one is very subjective to people, you know, like whether what is the next path after this outcome, after this journey, this this mini journey, like you say. Then what is their next step? You know what they're going to do? Are they going to focus on this? Are they going to focus on that? So it really depends a lot of subjective. Uh, I mean, it's very subjective to a lot of people. Uh, if you but if you ask me, I would just say like um, I already focus more on my own time like, because you know grades are not really important for me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's one more thing like I I need to uh, talk about so like if sometimes like uh if too much if you're focusing on too much happiness also right then if you have because very like toxic positivity like it's too stagnant you won't have right, any right. more growth because you're right. always happy like. You need to have happiness in a while, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, so you can appreciate like any happiness that comes uh, later on. But also one more thing, like uh, 
when when we mention a lot of, a lot about happiness, right? Like that's why like uh when when things go out of bound, things still needs to have discipline. Now whatever you do, you still need to have discipline. So you cannot have too much happiness. Like uh that's why people would say like, oh, you guys are very much of a snowflake. Little bit, little bit thing, so you want to get angry or little bit, little yeah, thing, so yeah. you want to like do something, right? But there's a reason like why I said like we cannot uh uh like in a major whole scale of like the globally like we cannot have everyone to actually put the standard very low. If not, no one will actually have a breakthrough in life. Because no one is pushing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's one thing to consider. Like I'm also like just uh, thinking about it, right? So like imagine like um but I think another way also it could be like as long as you're doing if you as long as you're pushing yourself and you're enjoying it also, right? Like you're having fun while doing things, you also kinda of can make a breakthrough out of it also. So uh it's kind of hard to say because still last spectrum a lot of different different possibilities, different different variables. Mm, mm. So like uh I'm I'm not trying to say that it's completely bad to actually pull all the standard down, but you can pull it a little bit lower just to like you know not to expect too much. I mean not towards like only grace, but always towards about uh like getting things from somebody or like imagine like you know personal life, relationships, all that kind of thing. But at the same time also uh you still I mean like when you're you shouldn't like have no reason to push yourself in terms of hard work, but you still yeah. need to like push yourself in doing things that but as long as you're doing it with your own enjoyment or like you're just having fun. Uh, and a lot of things I think a lot of times that a lot of people are not having fun especially like in architecture right they're not having fun because there's always something someone limiting them or someone judging them and they're always afraid of what they're thinking about them so that's what stops them from having fun about their own self because I think individual right they have their own sense of uh, what they want to explore and that kind of like um, kind of like uh, not encouraged in studies or what they, uh, what we are doing lot. but when I yeah sorry. But when I started doing my own things, that's where I start to understand like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not exactly know, uh, know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it for fun. And I still like, uh, quite proud of what, what, what how it turns out. Like. So like, there's a lot of factors to talk about. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I just, because like happiness is very, very big thing. Like, but there's a lot of factors that affects but, how, how, how your yeah. goal is. Mm. I think, I think, I think another synonym for happiness always I have been telling my friends also happiness is a kind of trust and also a choice because hmm. if let's say you're happy to do this and why not, right? I mean, for some murderers, even though they did it, they, 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 they're happy with it, you know, because yeah, it aligns yeah. with their mental health. Of course, I'm not encouraging anyone to go and murder someone. <laughs> but, 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 but if you're talking about like Sigmund Freud, like civilization and discontent, you need to understand in order to understand what is happiness, also we have to understand what makes us not happy, you know. It's also we can try to stay away from the so-called unhappiness, but yeah. what if some unhappiness is actually a kind of source of happiness? And then I would like to ask you, because there will be two scenarios. Um, one is that would you lower your expectation to allow mm. your reality to, you know, come across this expectation so that you can saying that, oh, I actually just expect wanted to pass lah. And then reality, you got an A plus plus. I'm like, what the? <laughs> okay. So that's one. That's one scenario right. that you could be happy, right? Another right, right, thing right. is that what if you can set the expectation as high as you want, like super high, mm-hmm. and then you get the kind of sense of happiness from that challenging that benchmark. So right. there are two kinds of uh, happiness, okay. but one is much more on happy. Yeah. Mm, I think about this. Actually, this is kind of count. This come earlier in my thoughts, but I think whether where you set your expectation really comes to where you what you want. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's like, it, you must really fully understand yourself first. Like, self-content comes first, self-happiness comes first, before you can actually start to set expectations about everything. Yeah. So like, if you ask me, if you ask me, like, if I have a set lower, my expectation or set high, my expectation on certain things, it really depends. If it's studies, I will set my expectation lower. I don't really care about studies. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask me, like, if it's, if it, is, it, is it my short film project that I'm trying to uh, deliver to people? Am I, do I want it to get a very good rating? Yes, I'm going to set the bar very high. Yeah. If it's, the, if it's something that I'm doing passionately, I'm going to set it very high. But if I'm doing something that I don't really want to do, then I'm going to set the bar very low. Okay, but, so but, 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 but if, let's say, let's say, will this put it into an order? I mean, of course... We, we, we try to put happiness away first, okay? Let's let's right. talk about level of what you want, right? Um, mm. yeah, how high do you want? Uh, how would you like to arrange it? Uh, like, uh, you prefer the family goes first or assignment go first or your personal relationship go first? How would you like oh. to arrange that at your current state? Uh? You know, oh. after this one minute, let's forget about it. <laughs> okay, so uh, currently, uh, I'm already content with what's going on with my family, you know, my relationship with my family and my friends. Oh. Not really that, not really that important. I mean, like, not really that much of a big deal. I mean, I'll still rank them like a bit higher somewhere. But I'll rank like things that I don't have right now to be highest, which is my achievement goals right now, like my personal achievement, like what I really want to do. Yeah. To be highest right now, because this is what I want to really do. And it's not really that, that I haven't studied and I'm sad. It's just that I'm excited to study it one right. day. Right. Uh, when if you ask me if lowers, right, I will put my academics. <laughs> Cause like so sorry, UCSI. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> not to say that I'm flunking my academics. I'm still a dean student. <laughs> no, no, I but mean I, just just put it just with this one minute lah. After this one yeah. minute, let's forget about it's it. It's just that I don't want to focus too much on academic because it's too rigid and too stale. I don't right. like the system. Right. So when I when I start to define what I don't like and what I like, right, so it's easier to arrange that like, what is my a priority in achieving happiness. So like, I know a lot of people will actually focus a lot in ratings, but for me, it's like, you can be the best and top student, but in the end, you're still not going to be better than some of the people below you. Oops. Like, you don't know why, because like, especially I read, I read the interview by Professor Satudin towards the UCSI Valak doctorian. About I don't know the if I reading it right. one, is it? Yeah, uh, the what? The Valak, the, he was interviewing them, like who to choose the UCSI Valak. Uh, and he was very disappointed that none of them could answer his questions. Yeah. In terms of multi-faith and, you know, uh, reading books and what can you draw from different religions. Because everyone has been following a very rigid kind of system to get to that level. And when you already, like, finding yourself to that level, like, you're through the process, right? Then it's not something that I want to be, la. like, I don't want to be someone who's rigid and stuff like that. It's, like, very boring la, to me. So it's already a clear sense, okay, I already know what I want. I wonder if anyone answer back to professor professor and say why did you ask that kind of questions that there, there is there is definitely people who's going to look down on people's questions like that there is a lot of people in my peers no it's not look down la, but it's just saying that no, no. Uh, i mean that, i mean uh yeah. okay from my experience like whenever like some people ask questions like i'll just out of pure curiosity right then they'll actually yeah. make fun of them really like they look yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah there's definitely going to happen like that and uh, i'm not sure if anyone would ask a uh, question back Prof touch questions, but I feel like his questions is very uh deep. Yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if anyone will question back. But I think yeah. it's quite a good thing. But I'm sure like obviously that like, whatever you do, so a lot of people are gonna comment something. So surely uh, so I'm sure there's like what uh, a few people who comment back like why if you ask these type of questions, it's not even related yeah. to 
our studies and stuff like that. Yeah, That's yeah. definitely going to be people. Right? But, but the, 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 the reason why I raised this up, because not saying that I don't want to answer it. I'm just curious how does that impact to 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 your interview? I, I'm not saying that it's not a I, I'm not saying it's a bad question. I definitely it's a very academically, hmm. intellectually, it's a very good question. But for me, I would like to challenge it because I, I, I don't want to dwell into the, the content of the question. I want to challenge the context of the question. Right. I, I must but I think I think yeah. I think though, okay, uh, there's, there's this few conversations I had with my lecturers as well, like, you know, when you talk about questioning the brief and stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing, lah. Uh, but they're, they're mostly disappointed not because, like, uh, the students are not, cannot answer. But the yeah. thing is, the students can't even question back. Yes. A lot of people, they cannot question back. Because yes. they do not have the individual thinking and they do not have the critical thinking to actually, like, uh, bend the whole things back to them because they have been so used to actually just following what people want them to do. So when... Yeah. When they ask like a very weird question like this, right? Then not only they could not answer, but they couldn't question it back. So it's like yes. that's even worse. Yes. So it's like, uh, yeah, I think I think this is a very I cannot blame through like all the education system, but it's usually something that I feel like something that is started off when you're a primary school student that you have been taught to follow and only follow. Yeah. You don't yeah. have uh any education that teaches you to think for yourself. And that's why a lot of people in Malaysia they like to follow. Yeah. Rather than do what they want. Well, I, 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 that, that, there, there is another, 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 another concept for it, lah. But, but, but coming back to this idea of art of questioning, I think it's not the, it's not the question that you ask. Of course, that one is another things that we can debate about. What kind of question you should ask? But I think it's the act of asking is the most important one because mm-hmm. I think that opens up the gateway for so many questions. Yeah. Is the I mean, yeah is the. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean that's that's because you don't ask, you there will be no questions asked. Yeah. And, yeah. and and coming back to this idea of uh follower followers and follow followings, um is it's it's quite common. I mean it's not just happening in in, 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 in Malaysia context. Um but, but 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 human beings are just imitators. I mean, I could learn from you as well, even though mm. you are younger than me. I still there are certain values I can learn from you. There is there is it's quite hard to identify who is the innovator and also who's the Im- imitator. Like you can like someone who designed in Germany and then you found out that it's made in China, and then China can simply make it in, in, in product in China, isn't it? But it's just a design. But mm. how often people can do the design? I mean, if let's say you can okay, that's what I think. If you if you look at the Pareto Pareto principle, there is a 20-80%, right? So if let's say 80% of people are innovators, 20% only imitators. And, and we have to understand which one is easier. I mean, do you think design something is easier or copy something is easier? Of course, copy uh. something is easier. <laughs> uh, there is certain skills when you're copying. So like, I mean, like, if you copy, you definitely don't want to get caught. Right? So like, <laughs> you panda panda copy and you panda panda adapt. But I know a lot of people, they just plain up copy. And straight away got caught for plagiarism. I that why I guess say like, you you guys are not smart enough to actually <laughs> put it like that. Like, come on, come on, be, be real a bit lah. Like, if you want to copy, you can copy. Like a lot of lecturers just like encourage us to copy for certain stuff. Like just copy it, but then pantai pantai a bit lah. Uh, and so we were so disappointed at some of the working drawing they did. Right, they just copy one whole sample drawing and then they still put the same language like in Spanish, and submit. Okay. And then our head of school actually saw it and read it and wow, highlight very beautiful highlight. But it's just that. Uh, if you ask me which one is easier, right? I feel like 
copying still might be easier because like, uh, but not really that easy also because uh, I, I feel like copying is one step to start uh, innovating, you know, like one, one of the earliest yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. then a lot of people, they just copy only, they don't copy without questioning. So right. that's one right. thing also because when you right. copy, you have to analyze what you're copying. So like, when you, especially when you like start to learn how to draw, right? When you see people draw characters and anatomies, right? Uh, you don't just copy them and just copy blindly, you know. When you copy them, you still have to like study, you know. Okay, uh, why do they why do they do this line work? Why is this line work thicker? Yeah, inspired? Yeah, why yeah. this line work is thicker? Inspired? and the style and all these things. And then when you when you start to get comfortable with the concept of uh drawing, uh basic concept of drawings, yeah. And that's where you start to push the boundaries where you start to mix and match, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I guess like design. One thing is that, uh, I think there's one quote. I mean, like uh, roughly just gonna paraphrase it like that. Design is a uh, creative people are very are always often from people who observes a lot. Right. So when when you start to be able to extract a lot of things that's going on around you, so like let's say drawing like okay maybe three different kind of artists that you're extracting from. Uh, let's say you're trying to learn how to build your own style, right? So you're looking into three different artists, and in three different artists you're looking into three different aspects of their drawing styles, and then that's where you start to learn and practice, and you try to combine this, and that that's like an exploration for you to actually find your own. Uh, style in drawing so this this uh, after you copy right then the next step will be this you know where you start to to to, to absorb different elements and start to match mix and max and start to develop your own style and that's where the innovation comes in and i think this kind of applies like it's kind of universal like in terms of design because i feel like design is a very universal language when it comes to dancing when it comes to doing architecture when it comes to music everything is like like that like you have to draw a lot of things from different different source then you only can like start to put piece, piece things together slowly and uh yeah innovate something that you really want to do the the, the next thing is that because we've been talking about innovation and imitation that one is much more applicable applicable for designing right let's say design mm -hmm. i mean um, i mean of course in life there's no such thing saying that hey how come you copy my def definition of happiness <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 i think it's quite interesting also because we are all social learners and, and and we learn from a certain example let's say i mean to be honest la, what 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 i learned when i was working in zlg and and i thought you know what i i mean that's somehow shaping who i am now because i i learned from them and then and then I learned that what are what are they doing and aligned with my principle. That's why I enjoy doing it because mm. I think let's say for yourself even because your tutor is Kawal and then Kawal been doing a certain things that you make you admire and then you think wow Kawal is the right person, a great teacher in a way. Mm. Um, and I I'm not sure what do you think. In, in, let's say when we put this kind of idea of principle, imitation of skill set or um, architectural philosophy into lifestyle i mean of, of course it's not limited to saying that my happiness is better than your happiness kind of thing but 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 how do you see like what have you understand about happiness is actually imitated from something else because earlier you mentioned you prefer progress instead of outcome you prefer a certain things over something and then can I'm not sure. Do you able to find the link to someone you learn from? You get what I mean. Oh, so, wow. so, 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 so. For example, mm. now, now let's let's see what you're happy now, and then you prefer to do a certain things like, um, video shooting or your personal interest. That's what makes you happy. But is there any uh, precursor or influence before that? 
uh, I feel like my influence comes from very much different sources as well, like many, many different sources. It's not, yeah. it's not like I see one person that, oh, I really like this, I'm going to follow this guy's footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I don't want to follow people's footsteps all the time. Uh, but I guess you can say one of the biggest, I mean, like, there's going to be a few different sources, but there, there's like a few big factors. Lah. And I guess one of them is going to be like, um, if you talk about the filmmaking, like the style of it, right? I think uh, there's a few films that I watched, like Yasmin Ahmad's film, right? Like, right. Uh, how simple it is, but it's very homey as well, like very home, and you can actually relate to what's going yeah. on inside. Even yeah. though I find the film very lengthy, uh, I get bored at times, but I feel like there's a lot of connection, personal connection to uh, the film because it's like really Malaysian. Yeah, yeah. Like Ola Bola as well. Yeah. Something simple. That's the, that's how it influences you to, to focus on you know, simple things that don't have to be so fantastical, like stuff like that. But I also still find like a lot of appreciation towards like Isao Takata's film, the one who did uh, Grave of the Fireflies and uh, Tale of Princess Kaguya in mm. Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And it's his raw hand, uh, handwork, like his draw, his drawing mm-hmm. style that actually, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I when I observe, right, it kind of like makes me aware of certain aspects that sh- people always overlook and the subtlety mm-hmm. of things, you know, and a lot of people like uh, is the you know like the relatability, the familiarity, and the, you know uh, how all these small small details are that actually what makes a story very good. Um. Uh. I mean, it's it's one thing that is affecting the story and everything. And there's a lot of things. Uh, I mean, like different source are actually what, uh, makes me aware of different different aspects. So like you know, Isatafata like makes me aware about this the, the drawing style, and the music, and you know, uh, maybe Spider Verse is something that makes me aware of how things can be exaggerated and you know push something boundary. You know, right? And then how uh Yasmin's kind of like uh make me aware of how uh. A film can be good, like through relatability, you know, like how how you can actually relate to something, you know. So mm. like different different source and different different inspirations are something that makes you aware of different different aspects of what you should put into your your things. So it makes you like realize, oh, I like this, I should put this aspect into my film. If I like that, I should put that aspect in my film as well. Like it's a thing that you have to take into consideration. Uh. It's not like I don't believe in like oh I just follow this one person like oh this guy is a filmmaker I want to be like him everything everything is going to be like him then. You're still going to end up becoming one person only, like one one film with one uh recommendable aspect. That's all. Then you have to film like something like Transformers. When the whole visual is beautiful, the whole cinematic is beautiful, but the whole storyline mm. is just like, eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like you need, I mean, like, yeah, so it still ties back to where I need to draw a lot of uh, inspiration is, uh, from the many, many different sources to to actually drive the work that I want to do. That's where you copy. But then you modify to, to your yeah, yeah, own yeah, personal yeah, yeah. preference. It's like once you once you start to analyze and start to understand like what kind of aspect that you want, then that's where you know like, I mean like what to copy. It's not really exactly a like copy, but you know what to take into consideration with you. But in a nicer term, it's inspiration, la, not copy. La. <laughs> yeah, inspiration. Yeah, you guys can say that way. But 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 another another you, you mentioned quite a few films and then they are something, they are they are presented in a certain material, maybe books or even a film. They are something that we can hold and feel instead of, I mean, simply just talking about, even though it's a blank idea, but you talk through the, um, let's say podcast or interviews, it is appears as a form of something you could assess instead of in your mind, but you don't talk about it, it will be appear as a blank idea. So, so I, I would like to ask like this kind of materiality that transfer from a happiness that oh. you know 
it'll be quite interesting because you are saying that, oh, Studio Ghibli, that is the so-called happiness. And then you could pop up this idea called Studio Ghibli as an inspiration, as a source of happiness. But of course, a lot of time when we say that, you know, happiness cannot be by, you know, cannot, cannot be bought by mm -hmm. money or as another form of reward. But how do you see that? That materiality and also materiality. the physical existence of happiness. That that really comes like uh, you know you can relate this to the Buddhists and the monks. You know they detach their materiality from the world, physical needs and all these things, right? And that's where they find their so called peace, uh, Zen. Not really happiness, but so uh, but it's more to like uh peace. Uh, but towards that, like right uh, if you talk about materiality, right, like non materiality Buddhist happiness, it's going to be something like uh, uh, wow, this is very hard to explain. Because I because I thought like what what let's say the Buddhist or monk they they mm. say oh let's detach from the materiality. I always thought the moment the monk say something, say this word right, this word is actually a material. Of course, it's a non-material, right. it's a non-physical material. Mm. It's not it's not saying that I give you hundred pound and then I tell you this is the material materialistic happiness. I mean, apart from that. I think the, the the words itself, the statement itself, also a kind of form of materials. It 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 composed of alphabet. It composed of tones. It tells you that happiness should be detached from things else. But it's still it's still a direct thing, like, It is uh, still a material. You get what I mean? I right, mean, right. True, true, when true. a thing is not a material, is when it is in your mind, but you don't talk about it. That's is the oh. non-material things. I think. <laughs> I feel like this one is very um, based on your thoughts, like how you perceive things that's happening around you. And that's where things can be happy or not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Try to figure because when you see something and you feel inside you feel happy or not happy about it, it's still a material thing because the happiness is there. Sort yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like happiness that comes from within is something that you do alone. Like, are you, like let's say if you spend the time alone in your own room, right? In your yes. own room, would you be happy yes. or would you be depressed? That kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So it's like a very personal thought, like whether or not you're happy with yourself or not. And this is uh, something that not everyone uh, can 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 find easily because they're still struggling with a lot of things that's happening. But this is this is something that's very important as well because like you need to have time for yourself to reflect. If not, uh, people are always gonna step on you. You don't even realize it. People's gonna step on you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need to have a sense of self worth also, like, and. It, this this kind of thing is like not anyone could help you, but people can help you in certain sense. But uh, the final outcome to actually decide whether or not you're going to be self uh, happy or not is going to be coming from you still, whether or not you're going to make a change, stuff like that. But it's still going to tie back to materiality as well, because you're still going to like, in the end, your lifestyle is going to be connected with people outside. Yeah. So it's hard to say also, right? I'm trying that's to. Why, that's, why, that's why I think, that's why I think in speaking of meditation, it's a form of non-materialistic happiness because it's you talking to you. Mm. Because mm. the moment yeah. you open your mouth, it's, it's actually a material. I mean, that's how I perceive it. Mm -hmm. so, so when you're saying this kind of sense of uh, solidarity, it's actually the genuine one because you talking to you, but you don't open your mouth. Mm. That's very interesting. Uh, happiness <laughs> or, or i'm not sure if this will come as materiality but some people sleeps to find himself happiness <laughs> but then no, this like, happiness is like a it's like an echo chamber la. you talk to yourself and it shocks and <laughs> right so, so, oh yeah true so, but it's not really like shocks and but then self-reflect yeah right? 
Yeah. There's a lot of um I'm not sure because I don't really like um I don't know. I when you mention this like self-happiness and non-materiality and things that happen in my head, I just like start to think about it like it's not something that I normally do. <laughs> if I'm tired, if I'm if I don't I don't I don't like thinking too much. So like if I'm tired, I just go to sleep. That's all. Like that's my self happiness. Okay like, Now <laughs> really? maybe 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 you will just start to think about hmm. Who no, the I? thing is I don't I don't meditate or anything because I find it too boring. Right? Like right. I don't I don't I don't self reflect or anything because I'm already happy with myself. I guess that's why I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a, I guess the that's a notion lah. Because like, uh, I don't want to self reflect too much because everything I mean like. The answer is already there in my head. Why should I reset again? Like it's already right. there. I don't want to do it anymore. It's gonna waste my time. Just like... So it's like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but for me, I think happiness is when you are still alive and then you are able to think you are able to live on this planet is happiness and because... that, that is another happiness, you can say. Uh yeah. to embrace death is also a happiness. Yeah. To yeah. know your na- I mean like uh to know that your days are numbered, right? Is something that makes you appreciate life a lot. And you start to, you know, appreciate the people around you. Once you do that, and then you appreciate a lot of things that's going to happen around you. When you know your, that, that life is actually very short indeed, then, um, yeah, you start to realize a lot of things that comes along the way. But, but maybe before we close up, I would like to ask, I'm not sure if you have any, any, any thoughts to share or elaborate, but I wanted to ask, like, when you come across this word called happy moment, I mean, the definition of your happiness is definitely influenced by school, by your friends, by your family. Yes, right? yes. But, but in speaking of happy moment, what, what could that be linked to something? I mean, at this moment. Uh, is there any moment. certain incident that makes you think, wow, this is happy? Uh? <laughs> Gonna lottery. Uh. <laughs> a happy moment. Uh. There's a lot of things that I can consider. Maybe when, you, when you're texting a girl and then you think, wow, they is them happier. <laughs> uh, flirting around, uh, maybe flirting around is also... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my happy moments are mostly social. You know, just like the simple thing is hanging out with friends. And a lot of them are more appreciable when you actually have a lot of deep talks with them and you know, have a lot of meaningful conversation with people. And if you talk about more happiness, like more happy sessions, like being able to see, being able to like um, expand your creativity and, and you know, uh, progress in terms of productivity. That's a lot of my happy moments focus on that. Lah. And uh, if you talk about maturity, it's about winning that new, the free phone that I had. You know? mm, 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 <laughs> All these, these few happy moments. But uh, when you mentioned... Uh, what who you are are actually influenced by the things that surround you, right? That's actually very true. I think this is something I read from Carl Jung's theory, right? I didn't really read this book, but I played the game that's actually affected by, by his books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that mention like how who you are are actually affected by the people around you, and there's no way to go. I mean, there's no way to actually go away from that. And that's actually quite true because like, uh, it always starts off with your first is your family and how yeah. they start to raise you up and then after it's quote and quote brainwash <laughs> brainwash yes it's definitely going to affect you a lot like especially if you come from an abusive family home and it's going to affect you a lot when you're adult but uh, yes a lot of things that happens uh, a lot of things that makes you who you are actually affected by other people so you're not actually yourself but you're, you're someone that is actually groomed by other people mm. <laughs> so but there's like quite a contradicting thing like, you know you, people always say that I'm, I'm me because I'm of myself right? but it's actually also affected by what happens around you that makes you think that way. Uh, but I feel like there's also a sense of individualism that where 
yeah, things when you start to realize when you're self-aware about okay, this is who you are because of these things happen or this thing happened right in your background, then that's where you start to take over. Where okay, I know I'm like this because of my past circumstances. Am I going to change or not? So that's mm. where you you yourself are the one taking in charge already. Mm. So yeah, uh, but in the end, it's still going to be some sense where uh, it's 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 still going to be like once you discover yourself and you want to change yourself, right? That's where you start to change your circle of friends. And in the end, it still plays back to the part where you're actually just who you are because of somebody else. Because you, when you change your friends and just to better fit with who you are, it's still something that you're presenting to other people. So in the end, you're still wearing a mask towards mm, different people. Mm, mm, so like, uh, there's always going to be this, uh, I, I don't say it's like one side on one side, but I feel like it's a very gray area when you talk about individualism and what you're affected. It's all correlated, la, you know? Yeah. That's what I can say. But that's how also you, in a way, will affect your happiness. But in the end, like, I always feel like, especially when you go through, especially when you're an adult, la, let's just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to have your own responsibility and you cannot keep blaming on other things. So you have to like, have to be very, I mean, like a lot of people have to be self-aware and start to think for themselves and start to ask like, what do they want, you know? What do they really want in life and what do they really want to be? And what, and then proceed with that, la, you know? Just, uh, it's gonna be. It's not going. It's not going to be easy. It's gonna, it's gonna be a very long time. I mean, it took me like what my whole years from since diploma until now to actually find what that I will. I'm really happy of. So it's going to be a very long time for people to actually proceed stuff like that. The in the earlier, earlier, earliest uh, we, uh, you know, beginning of this podcast, we are saying happiness is very subjective. It is mm-hmm. very personal and subjective in a way. It's so close and perhaps this subjectivity is actually ourself yeah. um, and then and, and I thought this kind of self is the selfishness in a way the selfish not selfish so uh. is there anything that would you do for your own benefit or own happiness when right. it comes to a certain condition <laughs> that I would do that instead of even though I know it might hurt someone but I'm still gonna do it is there any okay. certain things that you would this do is... it for example like competition mm-hmm. or assignment you know mm-hmm. um, competition uh. <laughs> maybe it's like it's like okay, okay. let's say you have a girlfriend like... let's say you have a right. girlfriend and then the girlfriend right. also same in your class and then say hey Edwin can you help me to do this but for you the time you spend to help her maybe you could have spend on yourself to get a better grades kind of oh, this one really depends on which one you prioritize on. <laughs> yeah but, but would you would you prioritize for yourself uh it really depends like um wow it really depends because i don't have a girlfriend right now so i don't really know <laughs> <laughs> so i really don't know which, which one i should prioritize but i but i find myself really helping a lot of other people instead of helping myself first because uh because like you know why not just because I, i'm already happy if, uh, because when she, i mean like i'm already happy myself so i don't really okay like if i want to take a bit of setback just to help other people then why not right maybe because not girlfriend think, la. let's say your peers la. Your, your close uh, it friend. depends it depends if it's peers that i want to see them being successful then i will help them okay like like if i know these peers of mine like it's going to be someone who's going to be very great and someone who's actually very responsible and you know they really think about themselves then i would help them but if someone who's actually like just playing around and uh, who doesn't even share this kind of support to back towards me, then I just like, I don't care about so you. So the like. person, the, the person personality on seriousness is actually the criteria yes. allows you to yeah, whether yeah. you want to help. Yes, I'm not going to help. Okay, this one thing also like, 
you're not responsible for other people's thing. Yeah. And if people are not going to help themselves to become better, right, or to break their stigma or to, to throw away their ego, right, then why should I help them? They have to help themselves first if I can help them. That kind of thing. <laughs> because I know I, a, lot of, a lot of my peers, right, especially my best, I don't really... I, it's hard for me to appreciate them because a lot of them are actually just within their own bubbles and they're just like, uh, they don't want to push about anything at all. And then not only that, they look down on people who's pushing, you know? So that's what I think I don't really like about some people. Like, okay, if you if you think that this is not very important to you, then don't don't bring other people down with you, you know? And there are a lot of people like that. Because that's why like, I kind of like... Mm, uh, avoid my own studio because of that kind of personality mm. I can be friends with them like, I mean like just friends I say you know just play game casual casual play anything. but when it comes to seriousness man talks about productivity the things that I want to do it's not, some, it's not something that I will talk uh, about it with them because I don't uh, because they don't really care about that kind of thing so it's like right. it's so like what's the point it, I help them isn't it yeah, exactly. So, uh, if you if I want to help them in terms of productivity and certain things, right, it must be something that they are very passionate about, then I will help them. Yeah. If it's not, then no, just do your own things. I'm like, it's like, no need love. Um, yeah. But I think one more thing you can, uh, yeah. like, you know, when you talk about happiness, right, I think there's one thing about PewDiePie was actually mentioned, talking about the philosophy of Diogenes. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know who Diogenes is, but then he's like uh, a Greek philosopher which kind of like, uh, it's like kind of like anti philosophy, you know, like right, 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 kind of right, right. right. But he kind of like uh, uh, this on all the other famous philosophers in Greek, like you know, Aristotle and all these people, right? Yeah, yeah. And he lives a very simple life, like he just lived under a barrel and you know, like he kind of like just jerk himself off in public and stuff like that. But he talks about in that sense of that kind of happiness where he, I mean, like this is his happiness and he's just very simple, doesn't have any status, it's just a uh, People, people see him as some kind of crazy dude in the yeah. streets. Yeah. But when it comes to current lifestyle right now, people are starting to make sense of Diogenes' uh, philosophy where, where I think it's mostly towards focusing on why you should actually, why, why do you need to uh, find happiness from other people too much? Like I think PewDiePie was saying a lot about this and then he was actually like, uh, he realized that and he started to do a lot. Of, I mean, he's still doing YouTube channel, but it's most of the things that he actually enjoys uh, doing the things that he's by himself. Like. Because he used to be in a corporate in YouTube and he doesn't enjoy that. And he kind of relate that to the Diogenes situation, you know, like, mm. uh, why do you need to, like, have a certain status towards the whole people to get happiness where you can actually have, just be happy by your own, right? I think that's one more thing, like, I think I, I have I've heard about, like, quite, quite interesting. Before that, you're saying that you would help someone if, let's say, the, the person are trying to make an effort to save himself or herself, right? Um... Let's say let's say you don't know how to swim, right? And then this person uh were drowning were drowning, drowning in the uh. in the river or something, but you don't know how to swim. But then of course you can see that person is trying to stay alive. La. They want to, right. you know, try try to you know try to get him pull himself out. Mm-hmm. Um you don't know how to swim, but you want would you try to save that person, even though you might with a hope that you want you might you might mm. able to save him. That's where it comes to uh, where certain outcomes can be achieved by different methods. Right. So if I don't know how to swim, then I will find different methods to actually save the guy. So is there any things, any stick nearby? Is there any um, ropes nearby? Is there any like floats nearby? That kind of thing where I can actually use to pull the person back up. So 
Uh, one sense also is when it comes to this kind of thing, right? You have to be creative, uh, when <laughs> helping people. You know, if I know like I know like certain things, like if people ask me to help them, I know. Uh, but if that kind of situation, uh, if people is gonna ask me to help them <laughs> to learn, right? know, then that's definitely like something I cannot help really because there's nothing else I can do. But I can only help like okay, I can find YouTube videos for you, and then you go you go see okay. for yourself, lah. Okay. So. Uh, in terms of helping, there's always uh, uh, a certain degree of helping, maybe small or maybe huge impact, but at least I can at least make a bit of effort to actually help someone. But also at the same time, I cannot like help people who keep on wants to be spoon fed. Yeah, yeah. So I cannot help people who ask everything from me because uh, there's a certain balance also. Like I also need to focus on myself. I need to focus on my achievements. I want to do this grade. I want to spend the time to finish off uh, these things so I can get better grades. But if you ask for my help, then I will help you, but only to a certain extent. Then the rest of you have to help yourself with this. So it's like it's, it's like giving my friends tutor, you know. And I do that a lot. And yeah. And then I start to understand how tutor feels when they're tutoring their friends, their students. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there's always a balance towards things that you're doing. A lot of things need to have balance and discipline. So you will still help, lah. But then it's also there is a certain setback saying that I don't want to fully help you. I am not the mm. kind of person who gonna jump into the river and help you. Yeah, but yeah. It's like I, I will try to help you, but with the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's small <laughs> thing, like, if it's small thing, like oh, you ask me for exam answers and stuff like that. Okay, then I just give you everything. It's very simple. Yeah, short of so much, I don't really have to put much effort. But if you ask me like design, bunny bunny, right? Then this kind of thing is really like really tough, and I okay, have to. Okay. I cannot spend too much of my time. It's not. Because, it, I have to think. because it went beyond your ability and also your limit yeah. and boundaries here. Yeah, it depends whether it's like uh, easy to give or hard to give. So it's hard to give that I only can give you the fundamentals and you have to work all the details yourself. But okay. if it's an like, easy thing to give, I'll just part. Mm. I don't really okay. care because I'm not I'm not really that competitive. Like you want to be higher based than me and whatever I will be la, then I just I'm just trying to survive. And a lot of lecturers taught us as a studio we should actually work together to survive. But that's yeah. not the situation you see. So right now everyone is selfish. Yeah, I yeah, that yeah. Is, that's yeah. just the case. Yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty. Well, I'm quite impressed with the with the conversation actually, and uh, um, and then and then your personality kind of like a very fun guy, very casual guy in Discord, but um, but 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 in, in this dialogue, it appears to be like a philosopher. <laughs> but but anyway, thanks a lot, Edwin. <laughs> I really right, thank, appreciate thank you. your 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 dialogue and the, the mm. time you spend here. I think it's it's very, it's very nice to talk about this uh with you. Uh, very insightful. I mean, mm. we definitely can catch up more. I mean, we yeah, can yeah. talk more about. I I love to talk about this deep stuff. Uh, it's just that I don't really have the chance to talk. You don't about seem this like you. You, did, you, you, did, <laughs> you don't seem like the person who would talk about it. But I'm quite impressed. That's why I was like after one hour, I'm like, wow, this ever something, man. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot. Some people, some people say I bullshit a lot. <laughs> Well, I think, well, too bad lah. If let's say they don't grab it, then too bad lah. If you think if they think it's a uh, bullshit, then okay lah. Too bad lah. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just me lah, right? But anyway, thank thanks thank a lot, Edwin. I think uh, yeah. we we can definitely catch up again. Sure, sure, sure. All right, see you then. Yeah, thank you very much, Gary. See you. Bye. Bye.